Good evening, Misfits. This is the 20.1 breakdown with your friendly neighborhood Misfits. Drew, Sherb, Yo. Hunter, here to give you tips, strategy, and as usual, no bullshit approach to your upcoming open workout. Before we get started with that, we're going to blast through some housekeeping items. We just announced yesterday our new partnership with Pure Spectrum CBD. Um, we've been taking their product for a while. We really enjoy it. Had sort of a chance meeting with them at the CrossFit Games and decided we were a really good fit to work together. So for the next five days only, use the code word MISFIT at PureSpectrumCBD.com and get 20% off. Um, and uh, I mean, CBD, good CBD, you know, high... Uh, Potency CBD is expensive, so 20% off is is really nice. Yeah. Um, also brought to you by Sharpen the Axe, sharpentheaxeco.com. Use the code word 20.1, all spelled out like in letters, no numbers. Get yourself 20% off the site. Damn. We never do that, but we don't know what the hell's going on. It's October. It's the open, so we figured it, we would celebrate and give you guys 20% off. There are still some scraps from the Halloween collection. Catacomb. My favorite collection every year. I joked on Instagram <clears throat> that I would put skulls on everything. Um, if I could, it's probably not that much of a joke. So this is my favorite stuff. Again, 20.1 <laughs> at sharpentheaxeco.com. Get yourself 20% off until Monday night when the workout closes. Uh, next sponsor, Team Misfit. Uh, if you're an affiliate coach, you need to head to Team Misfit and check out all of the crazy content that these two have put together. Um, these are two of the best affiliate coaches that I've ever met, that I've ever taken a class from, that are a hell of a lot better at it than I am. And they really break down the nitty gritty of how to be a better coach, how to run classes, movement, all this different stuff. And then obviously we hope that you want to get your, your gym involved with the affiliate programming. But I think that great intro into what you guys do is just heading to teammisfit.com and checking that out. So this is normally the part in the open podcast where we draw the names out of the hat and give out the prizes, but we don't have any numbers yet, so we can't do that. Um, but what you guys can do to enter into that drawing is head to your dashboard, I believe it's called, um, on games.crossfit.com and scroll down to where the hashtags are. Use the hashtag Misfit Takeover. That puts you on the Misfit leaderboard so we can scroll through, see how you guys did in the workout, and then next Thursday, we will go in and draw those. And yeah. you get some free shit from Sharpen the Axe and Misfit and all that good stuff. Start up. So, gentlemen, um, Hunter, you, you lapped him, so I'm going to let you talk Wax first. Me. Uh, yeah. Before we get into movement efficiency and all that good stuff, just initial thoughts. Uh, I th this is like primo Misfit workout. Power snatch, burpee, no bullshit. Just get after it. Um, it I probably we we both came out at about the same pace for the first half of the workout came out a little, I, hot. Uh, a little hot a little hot um my my hamstring started to light up just doing that kind of snake snatch just a little bit more efficient hinging at the hip loading up the posterior my hamstring started to light up so i had to slow down on that a little bit but i think that saved me in the end so you you have to know you have to know your line in the workout you definitely can go out too hot um, I think you can, you, you can probably go out a little bit slow and still be okay as long as you recognize that, that and start speeding up, but, um, you gotta, you gotta play with that line and then last two rounds or so is, is when you gotta probably even three is when, is when you gotta pick up the pace. So power snatch wasn't too bad. Touch and go. Um, just like being, just being controlled. We talk about it all the time. There's a difference between kind of that 100% whipping your head back and forth on the assault bike and the controlled 
you know, kind of 99%. That's where you got to live with the, with the barbell for sure. Right. You can't cycle that thing faster than is worth gaining a few seconds. It's just about how, how consistent you can be on the burpee. If you've got that step up, do it. I think, uh, unless you're elite that, that you know, that top tier, the step right. up's probably the way to go. We saw them doing burpees. it though too. I mean, we saw the best of the best people who routinely finish in the top 10 in the open stepping up on the burpee. So you probably should yeah. too. I mean, if you're <laughs> the only if variable like, really is, is Scott's sort of step that turn, the, the, yeah. the step turn. Yep. That's yeah. kind of a next I mean, level sort of thing. But yeah, you got to think like over the power snatch is probably going to be dictated. If assuming that you're going touch and go the whole time is going to largely be dictated by your height, like how far that bar has to travel. Right. And then the burpee. That was it. If you can, yeah, (laughs) if you can, if you can, you know, save a quarter of a second every burpee just by being a little bit more efficient or saving that energy, you know, adds up to 20, 20 plus seconds over the course of the workout. What do you have to say about this? I was just going to say, if you look at Scott and Rich's times, four second per round difference, that is no different than taking one extra deep breath before you start your burpees every single round. That's not a lot of And we saw Rich do that. Yep, and we saw him in the later round six, seven, and I think at nine, chalk his hands or take an extra before he went. And the only thing I was going to add to what you just said is a concept we've talked about a lot in the past. We haven't maybe said recently that is uh, slow is smooth and smooth is fast type of thing. This is one of those workouts yeah, where sure. hopefully you have enough experiences in your training that you know at which point in the workout there's enough volume left for you to stomp the gas and finish. But you have to know that. And to me, I was talking to you after the workout, had a little bit of that feel of the uh, power snatch. Um, Workout from last year, power snatch burpee, and then the power snatch uh, bar muscle up. Had a little bit of that feel burpee early on. Bar muscle up, excuse me, where you're wanting to teeter the line, the first one to give yourself, you know, a good score in the end. But if you push past your capacity too early, your workout's over. And for me, that's how that workout went. I had the inkling in my mind that maybe I could get a little bit ahead of you early, and that I could just kind of stay marginally ahead the whole time. And going too hard out the gate, the, out the gate, just. The ass. Well, it's I mean, not a mistake that this is a nine to 12 minute workout, which is the fucking yeah. black hole of, work. of workouts yeah, because it's not slow and it's not like ultra fast and people can get pulled into either of those strategies and can have issues. You know, if you're that fast twitch athlete and you go too slow at the <clears> beginning, there's going to be a problem. You know, yeah, if you you're one of those to take advantage of what type of athlete you are. Exactly. And obviously, if you're trying to make it to the CrossFit Games, there's a pretty good chance that you have a nice mix of what's going on here yeah. and at the end of the day that is the strategy that we're after the one that's going to get you you know the best of the best time but if if you don't know yourself as an athlete and i mean we did the burpee box jumps last week we did the burpees we just did 90 burpees this week we just did 2015 sh- 10 power snatch bar facing burpee like right. two, like a monday and, ago you know we we know this stuff is coming up and it's not rocket science to program it but you kind of got to keep those things going through. And what I like about that for the misfit athletes is like, this is just business as usual. You go in and you get it done. Yep. And you know, we've talked so much this week, especially in the podcast that we just shot about those people that have the capacity that haven't been able to show it within the open. This is just so down the alley of someone that has capacity that you just got to go out and execute. Don't yeah. let any of the outside noise get into your head. Don't think about this. Don't think about that. It's also one of the reasons why on the blog tomorrow you get to go run a bunch of 800s once this is over. Like, this is another day. Yeah, you need to dial it up and get this workout done as fast as you possibly can. <clears throat> but then we're going to move on. And if you can have that mindset, like, that might be even more important than what we're about to talk yeah, about with movement efficiency. Piece. Exactly. All right. So let's break down the movements. 
when I look at the power snatch within this workout, I think it means next to nothing if it's not noisy. So what, what we talk about with a movement being noisy is I see an athlete's heel come up really high as if they have this big hip extension or they're going heel toe or they're having to step around or God forbid you're moving your feet with 95 pounds and you're trying to go to the CrossFit games. Exactly. Keeping the bar very close, even though we're relying more on that torso whip, or at least you two are because of your mobility. Um, the bar's got to stay very close. Yep. Remove sure. as many variables within this movement and make it as simple as you can. And like you, for instance, I think you can cut 30 to 40 seconds off your time if you don't muscle snatch at the beginning. Yeah. You You're muscle right. snatched, and I could just see you were combining being deliberate with muscle snatching, and those aren't friends. Like, if you want to buy time by muscle snatching, you better whip that fucking bar. It better be light. It better be exactly, get it done yeah. before it you know, bites you in the ass. Right? Yeah. That, that weight for me, just not not muscle snatchable i did i did one round kind of like that yeah (laughs) look it up i did did probably like the first two rounds kind of that no hip contact metcon style snatch did one round where i did kind of a more traditional power snatch and i'm definitely not the strongest athlete certainly not stronger than sure but it was still way easier less metabolically taxing to kind of just keep the bar close minimize the amount of hip extension you can pull with your arms a little bit, get the get the hip hinge and hip like extension involved and use your arms to pull because your arms don't like that's not the same kind of muscle group you're using for the burpees would, and you're not blazing through the burpees fast enough for it to matter. The, so the only thing I was going to add to what you were saying kind of about the, the hip extension, the move, moving the feet, this should feel a lot like a kettlebell swing for a lot of athletes, except for the only difference is that you might tuck yourself under at the very top. But in terms of like, you probably should with ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. Ninety five is that line. You start to, to teeter me. getting under it, but yeah. I think it's smart to get under it. But in terms of like how your body moves and how it feels, like if you grab a heavy kettlebell and you warm up with that, like it's going to feel very similar to how your barbell should feel in that workout, except for the sneaking under the bar. So, you know, before you grab a barbell and you start ripping around ninety five pounds, maybe go grab a heavy kettlebell and see what it feels like to stay planted with a wider base and see how it feels to have your balance in the right part of your foot because. For a lot of the athletes I work with and we work with, a lot of this stuff comes down to just nothing more than balance. Like, where is your weight in your foot? And that's going to allow you to move that barbell without having to do, like you said, a giant, like one rep max power snatch snatch. It's just just keep doing the same movement over and over again with the least amount of uh, extra movement that's necessary. One thing I want to address is we do have some some muscle hamsters in the misfit community um, not going to be able to hip hinge like you two. So, So let's make sure that if we know that we go hip, opening to hip close to hip opening to hip close over and over that you know yourself well enough as an athlete that there might your, your hips might need to drop when you pass the knee a little that's exactly what yeah i was just gonna <laughs> add that like like i said you my, guys are very unique in your pulling we're devoid of muscle yeah that's that's, that's, that's yeah, the that's thing we don't have any of that <laughs> yeah. so like ours doesn't get in the way of us and no, slows down. The, i mean that's a really good point <clears throat> what i was gonna say is i like as my hamstring started to light up, it's because I was just hinging at the waist, barely right. bending the knees. Once that that kicked in, I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna die if I keep doing this. Drop the hips a little bit, get the a little bit more leg drive involved, and you'll be good. Right. If you don't, then yeah, hamstrings are gonna light up, especially if you're doing that step style burpee where you have to bring that like knee all the way up. Yeah, I would just know yourself. Right. And and you know, I think it's important for us to address the the hatchet community when it comes to this. Yep. I don't think there's anything wrong with with doing like five and three this whole workout just as a way <laughs> to prove to yourself that you can keep moving. Right. 
Yeah, so absolutely. So, so I would much rather see five, pick it right up, three, drop right down into your burpee, then eight and stand around, do your burpee, stand around again before you pick the barbell back up. Yeah, for sure. I I'd, I'd really think that the name of the game in this, the reason why you were able to get so far ahead is you outpaced yourself a little bit, but you actually did stop moving. Yeah. And, and that is suicide in this workout. You cannot stop moving. Yeah. Everyone's going to have different paces. People are different sizes. There's different techniques when it comes to your footwork and the burpee. You cannot stop during this. So workout. you can out fitness. I mean, someone with better fitness than you and you don't stop moving. You can beat them just based on the fact that you were tougher on that one part of the workout. Like right. That, yep, that is sure. as simple as that. If you don't stop moving, you could have less fitness than your counterparts and beat them just because you were tougher and said, hey, I'm going to move at one speed the whole time, but I'm not going to stop. Right. Are you trying to say something, dog? So yeah. the burpees, to find the burpees themselves, uh, I love talking about like going deep into technique on simple movements because people overlook simple movements. People overlook the open movements, the burpees, the wall balls, the double unders, the box jumps, box jump overs, whatever it is. And they're obsessed with getting their muscle up. box jump overs. With Absolutely me, perfect. Don't, Teach don't me. get me going. So for me, I'm looking at these burpees and I'm seeing all this different stuff going down. And Pancheck was able to do essentially six or seven one minute rounds in a row, right? He looked worse and worse and worse and worse. <laughs> didn't change his time. It didn't matter. He was at 320, 425, 26, 27, 28, 29, 20, done. Like, I could not believe it. And it's because he didn't stand around. We already addressed that. He just dropped on every burpee, like, fell to the floor, frowning like really working those pecs like strict push up yeah every time and that's going to be a little bit of an issue that's going to take a lot more energy and he Panchek just just absolutely dropped and from that position from really dropping and getting down we got to see butt up head down when we keep the head up we naturally go for that push up and that's an issue so when you hit the floor the first thing you think is close your hips throw your butt to the sky and drop your head. Now, within this context, we've got 100 burpees. So let's make sure that, that if you have that step-up technique and you can kind of turn as you go, you, that you have that. Um, but you need to know how your burpees are going to go before you go out there. If you're one of those people where, like, if we put chalk on your shoes and there was a mill, like, you see footprints, like, all over the gym, I'll that's an issue. Somebody. That's somebody. That's, someone will die. <laughs> Affiliate coaches over I here getting triggered my, by I can chalk. hear him grinding his teeth already. <laughs> so, so what I mean by that is, you should step in the exact same places every single time. It should be methodical because if you can get into that methodical movement, then you can get into that sort of meditative state where it's just another one, another one, another one, another one. I would rather see people rest in their footwork by going a touch slower than change anything about their actual burpee. It's down up, very fast, butt up, head down. I mean, the only thing I'll add to what you're saying is that, you know, try to use the momentum of standing up to bring yourself over the bar. Something we've talked about first that you get your you get your momentum taking your feet coming forward, taking you towards the bar. Don't use, yeah, don't stand yeah, straight don't up, stand straight up. Use that momentum. And then, you know, as you turn around that to me, I mean, you can take your rest jumping over the bar or turning around the bar. I think personally that once you're turned, that's when your rest happens before you drop and get back. There's up. a nice Rather exhale than, there. If you're doing it right, you get yeah. that footwork where you step and then you bring the other foot to pivot. You mm -hmm. get a little bit of an exhale there, kind of calm yourself down again, exactly. but then it's just drop to the ground. Yeah, again. just don't stand straight up and like lose the momentum carrying you towards the bar because that's free energy that you, you know, why lose it? As long as all of those things and whatever kind of 
sequence you put, I guess they're all the same sequence, but however you do it, as long as it is consistent, you're going to be fine. Highly repeatable. Yeah. Just, yeah. Make it repeatable. If you can, again, minimize like the number of steps or the pivot, you know, if you're jumping straight over the bar, you have to do that, the whole, you know, 180 turn to do your next burpee, just over the course of a hundred, every fraction of a second is going to really add up. Whereas if you can just be efficient, make every single burpee look the same, they can still be slow as fuck and you'll probably still be okay. Right. I'll say you, if you do this, do the math out in the workout and you look at Scott and you look at Rich's time and you talk about four seconds, <clears throat> excuse me, that's four seconds per round. That's literally chalk on your hands, a deep breath, Hunter a sip was of three water. seconds per round slower than Froning. That's what I'm saying. Like there's, oh, <laughs> ready. <laughs> but I'm saying like, there is such a small margin for you to fall off the pace with really easily. So if you can convince yourself to be tough, it can be like, good news or bad news. Yeah, yeah I was saying like you can you can keep yourself really close to the elite on Earth, or you can fall miles behind by literally a two exhales versus one. Like you have to tell yourself to be to use all the experiences and training and say, all right, I just gotta stay, gotta stay in it, gotta stay in it, gotta stay in it until you know you see the light at the end of the tunnel and you know yourself as an athlete and you decide whether that's one round, round and a half, two rounds. At which point it's time to pick it up and go to the finish. So. Like the only thing I'd add to what you guys have said so far is hopefully you have someone there in the room that knows you how you train and you've talked about it beforehand and they tell you and you know you get to that point just to go just shut up and go because I know that was helpful for me at the end just just fucking go grab the bar move you're not gonna fail yeah. power snatch you're not gonna fail a burpee just go yeah. right and I I think that you know I think that there's probably my guess is the top times in the world are gonna be in the eight to eight. 45 8 to 8 45 8 to 8 30 range something like that i think taking a full minute off what scott did is going to be tough um but told matt does two rounds a minute yeah he doesn't he doesn't count let's yeah. not uh, <laughs> yeah seriously yeah. But, but you think about so you think about chandler's a great example chandler would be one of those athletes where i think you would want to make sure that he was smooth for at least three or four rounds like like his capacity is unbelievable, but you still need him to be within himself for a little bit of the workout. You feel really good for the first couple rounds, but it, that's that is a blessing and a curse. Right? Yeah. I mean, you. The, the funny thing is, you guys completely <laughs> traded positions halfway through. You looked completely fine going fast. You looked like you weren't having fun at all. I wasn't. And then he died, and you just continued to look like you weren't having fun doing the Still exact wasn't. same shit that, that, like, the whole time. Has he ever had fun? Let's be honest. <laughs> Zero fun, sir. Yeah, no fun allowed. But seriously, like, like that means that you knew a little bit more about how to attack that workout, what you were capable of. That being said, you did a 40-second round to finish. So my question is, is there, you know, some faster rounds towards the end where you just can't send it. So, wait, so what? He's saying turn it up earlier. Panchak, Panchak died his way through his 10th round at one minute. Yeah, I... And you... Going again, I... Did it 20 pro- seconds faster. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's yeah, what I but mean. That's just because of the burpees. Like, 10, 10, 10 burpees for time at the end is the, is the end. So, I think it would be more indicative if I sped up on round 9 and if I could have held that burpee pace, you know, 40 right. second round twice, which... Hindsight yeah. is twenty twenty. Yeah, may- maybe. <laughs> yeah, look. I mean, looking back, I think the last last two rounds, just in like, I took a breath before I picked up the bar. The ninth round of burpees were the same pace as round four. So yeah, I think I could have sped it up. Maybe, maybe just speed up a little bit on average over the course of the workout. Now knowing how it feels and be in the ten minute range. Yeah, but yeah. 
As long, yeah. as long if you is as, as long if you do it correctly through the first few rounds, you can definitely speed up on the last two, maybe three rounds, mm-hmm. uh, and be fine. But if you do it too soon, then yeah, I guess you'll you'll just kind of survive through the end right. of the workout like Pancho. I guess my point is that this is no matter what, at least an eight minute workout. So if you have Fran in mind, if you have four hundred meter run in <laughs> mind, even if you have a mile run, these just just not. Right. the same time domains yeah, no it's, your body doesn't necessarily work that way and we've asked athletes for a year now maybe going on two to work their ass off on that aerobic engine and that's the thing that's going to carry you through when you're starting to slow down a little bit but you don't stop both mentally and yeah, physically for sure like like that yeah. sort of engine is the thing that's going to carry you through and knowing that going into it i think can give you a little bit more peace of mind because you go out and send it like full travis send it there's going to be a problem. Yep. And I don't know. I haven't talked to Travis about this yet. I don't know if he's going to say, I'm going to get five rounds done as fast as I can and see if I can not get past. Um, but I, I do not believe that any form of sending it in this workout makes any sense yep. at all. Not until the end. You know, there are some people that'll look like they're sending it, but they're just really fit and they can do that <laughs> for yeah, minutes really long. <laughs> yeah. Final thoughts. Feel like that was it. Don't you know? Be be smart. You got to know what your capacity is. You can, you can. It's long enough where you can kind of ease on and off the gas pedal as you go. As long as you don't stomp it from the start, you you do. You're. It's not too late if you find that you came out a little hot. You can taper it back a little as long as you don't stop moving and then blast through. Definitely the last round. If you if you feel like you left a little in the tank, last two rounds for sure. I mean. I hate the whole like draw a chart and like I'm supposed to be at this point at this part in the workout, but it, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying before the workout goes, you get yourself warm and you try around in a minute and you try one round with, you know, with a rest in between, try around in a minute, try around at 50 seconds and try a, a fast round and see how you feel across the three and try to figure out like, all right, what about that round at this pace or that pace made me feel pretty good and know that you know, essentially you can almost break this workout into thirds. So the first third of the first three or four rounds you stay within yourself, you get ready for the middle rounds, which aren't going to be very fun, but are going to be hopefully about the same speed. You know, if you think about speeding up, you're probably going to stay at the same speed as you were in the first third. And then you get to the last third or the quarter, depending on how, who you are as an athlete and know that that's when it's go time. And for me, like seeing how that feels and figuring out like, what about my mechanics and my movement changes slightly at those three different gears can be very useful information going into it. So you know what you're going to feel like trying those rounds and obviously, 10 rounds versus one round is a very different feel, but playing with the style of the workout to know when that point kicks in and knowing what it feels like to do that could be very useful information prior to, because I know there's a lot of athletes out there that want to see other people go before they get their feel for it, but don't be afraid to jump into the gym and just try three separate rounds at different speeds to see, all right, can I be smart about this and do what we do all the time on the blog, like try a negative split. I mean, 10 rounds is going to be really hard to do a negative split across 10 rounds, but you don't have to do 10 negative splits. You can do one or two or three of them like to figure out what that pace feels like. Yeah. Um, just to, to make sure that we cover the warm up stuff. Um, I love a longer primer type thing, uh, in the morning. So just letting your body know, Hey, we got some shit to do today. (laughs) We mean business. Mm -hmm. So hop on a bike or rower, whatever it is, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, but like really slow, very slow. Um, we have the primer on the website. We've got two rounds, 15 slash 12 calorie bike, 15 kettlebell swings or 12, 12, 12 kettlebell 12. swings. What we're looking for here is, you know, not slow on the bike on the first round, but cruise on the first round. Yeah. Don't get don't through sprint. those kettlebell swings. 
do what Sherb was talking about, really feel out that hip hinge and, you know, keeping your feet really planted, being out over the kettlebell. Um, and then let her rip a little bit on that second bike, do the kettlebell swings again. And, you know, if you're afraid of this, if you're afraid of all oh, my heart rate got too high or my grip is whatever, rest 10, 15, 20 minutes after that before you do the actual workout. Yeah. We are perfectly fine with that. It's this idea of shocking your body with the Metcon that is really going to be a huge issue. Yeah, if, I mean, you we, don't, if you don't prime, you do not want that heart rate spike in round three because it ain't coming down. Right. I say like we went and ripped on the bike like a half hour. As soon as the workout was announced and we knew what the time domain was, we and I you know, went over and ripped on the bike a few times and you know moved ourselves around. And for me, it always helps to get that first shock out of my system. And yeah. like, There's an anti-anxiety element to it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it calms, calms your mind. Yeah. I know this feeling. I do it every day. Yeah, it's not a big deal. <laughs> um, my final thoughts here, guys. Don't overthink this. Um, you don't need EMOMs. You don't need some fancy strategy. You need to really think about how this type of workout goes for you in training and dial it up a notch, right? Don't go too fast at the beginning and be ready to send it. That Fran that I keep talking about is your final two minutes and 30 seconds. It is not your first two minutes and 30 seconds. That final 25% of the workout can dictate when he's within 30 seconds, no offense, of Rich Froning we're going to be jam-packed on this leaderboard. Yeah. So when you know you're in your final 25% of this workout, make sure your judge is telling you what's going on. Make sure you have the right people around you to really pick you up and send you into that end. And, I mean, get it done right the first time. You're probably going to redo it. You may or may not do better. Get it done right the first time, and you'll be happy. Word up. Good luck. Send it. That was 20.1 <laughs> Breakdown with the Misfits. Don't forget PureSpectrumCBD.com. Use the code word MISFIT for 25, nope, 20% off for the next five days. SharpenTheAxeCo.com, 20.1, all spelled out, also 20%. We are excited that the Open is in October. Peace. <laughs>